All right, guys, you are locked on Falcons. I'm your host, Aaron Freeman, and today I am joined by lead NFL SB Nation writer, football writer, I should say, Charles McDonald. Um, we are going to talk about the Julio Jones holdout. We're going to talk about some of his thoughts uh, surrounding the Falcons heading into training camp as well as the upcoming 2018 season. You are locked on Falcons, your daily podcast on the Atlanta Falcons, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. So guys, you know me, I'm Aaron Freeman, founder of FalFans.com, one of the longest-running Falcon fan sites on the internet, on Twitter, at FalFans, and of course, the host of this illustrious Locked on Falcons podcast. Today, I am joined by senior NFL writer for SB Nation, Charles McDonald. You know him formerly of many hats, Falcoholic, Setting the Edge podcast, uh, Football Outsiders, but he's lived that life behind. And now has is moving on up. Um, I was going to sing the lyrics, but uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a big corporate man now. So, yeah, you know. uh, yeah. It, it's been a it's been a fun 2018 between like Sloan and then going to the combine and now now this has been a it's been a good year. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to you know reading your stuff on a weekly basis when we get into the fall. Yeah, I got I got a big project coming that's going to drop like right before the season. It's, it's like the, I've never worked so hard on something before. Okay. And I got a lot. I, yeah. I got a lot of, a lot of good people to chime in on, on it too. Okay. Uh, good plug right there. Um, so we look forward to that, but let's talk a little bit about the Falcons. We'll save the Julio Jones stuff till a little bit later in the show, but, um, what are your sort of your you, do you have any thoughts on training camp? I know since you're covering the NFL as a whole, but you know secretly in your heart you despise yourself for choosing to root for the Falcons. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm sort of if there's anything that's sort of on your radar, at least besides holdouts uh, in terms of Falcons training camp. Um, I mean, I, I don't know, like because there's no real death chart battles. I mean, I mean, maybe like to see who kind of comes out of that defensive tackle spot next to Brady. But besides that, everything's kind of kind of set and stuff. Um, I, I guess like, how are they going to use? Uh, well, I was going to say how are they going to use Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones and Sanu on the field at the same time? But <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> one of those three is missing, so uh, that kind of kills the intrigue there. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think another interesting spot is like, does Eric? Saw it look like a functional NFL football player this year because if so, I mean, just athletically, he, he he's a guy that projects to be like an above average starter. But obviously, last year he didn't really have a, a chance to put it in, or, or at least a chance to show it. So, I, I think that his his uh, progression is going to be interesting to watch too. But on a team where everyone's pretty much set, there's there's not that much intrigue. It's kind of like, all right, uh, we're ready for the regular season. Yeah, and, and on that note about Saubert, you know, one of the things that Dan Quinn talks about is sort of the jump from year one to year two, as well as the jump from year two to year three, which is, you know, an opportunity for players to really make a, a big splash and, and show sort of their development and improvement. And that's something I've talked about quite a bit on this podcast. Um, are there any sort of particular players um, specifically that you're sort of eager to see what they can do this season? Um, you know, that some of these young guys that will be making those types of jumps? Uh, I, I just, I, I, I know this is like going to sound like lazy, but I really want to see 
just the next step that Keanu Neal and Deion Jones take. Like, because they're already two of the best at their position. And, you know, you're, you already talked about the year two to year three jump. Like, if they make a new, even, like, another jump from where they already are, they're going to be, you know, cornerstone talents for this defense, like, if they already aren't already. And they just, just the fact that they're considered among the league's best in their positions after two seasons uh, is pretty exciting. And then, you know, if, if they can keep progressing, they're going to be, like, borderline unstoppable. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. Um, okay, so let's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, they're just, they're both really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think I have much else to add to that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I was going to try to make a Seahawks comparison, but I, I feel like that's been done to death at the, up to this point. So, um, yeah. yeah. So um, let's talk about Julio Jones. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, there's been some tweets as we're recording this on Wednesday night from people like Tiff Blackman and Chris Mortensen that, that seem somewhat optimistic. They keep using the word hopeful um, in terms of the Falcons maybe working this situation out and Julio Jones working this situation out sooner rather than later. But um, I know you've been, you're certainly very much pro player uh, in terms of getting their money. I generally am too. It seems like this is the only situation where I am not as pro player. I just kind of want Julio to, you know, show up, play, and then he can do whatever he wants in 2019 and hold out the whole season, and I, I will root him on. But, um, you know, it, it always seems that way where it's like when it's not your team, it's easy to feel one way, and then when it affects your team, you're like, hey, that's not right. But um, I'm curious sort of what are your thoughts on this whole situation, and, and, you know, how do you, how would you like to see it sort of get worked out? Well, I, I'm – I'm going to start off by saying I'm, I am kind of surprised he got this far because I, I don't know. I just thought it would be resolved by now or he was just going to show up to camp regardless. But, uh, like, when people are getting mad during, like, OTAs and mini camps, like, all right, man, like, who who really going to crap about that? It's, you know, Julio Jones didn't need to practice with the 90-man guys and, like, the Legion, like, that, that doesn't matter. But I don't know. Like, I think if he was a younger player, I'd be uh, a little bit more like, uh, maybe you should probably be in camp just because you need the reps. But like, he he's coming on, what is this year seven, year eight, uh, you know, something like that. Uh, yeah. So I, I I just don't really think that th- at this point his career training camp even matters. And like, even when he's there, he's 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 always dinged up and missing like days of practice at a time anyway. So I I don't really. Like when he's there, he's not doing much regardless. So if he's gone, you know, it's it's kind of getting like it's not really that big of a difference to me at least. As long as he's there week one, because the thing is, like, if he comes back week one, no one's gonna care that he dismissed all of training camp. As long as he's you know functional versus what Jalen Mills and Sidney Jones coming off the Achilles tear, like. I think people are kind of overreacting on stuff that they don't, that when they truly think about it, they don't really care about that much. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I, I think you're you're right in the sense of, I really don't care that he misses practice. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I am more concerned. Like, yeah, like right now, it's like no big deal. 
it's like it's just when you start thinking about like once we get into if we get into late August and he's still not there, that's when I start to get a little bit nervous because then the idea that he could potentially miss you know games if if it goes sort of that Cam Chancellor route or whatever the case may be. Um, so that that's more where I'm coming from with that. But you're right. I think him missing practice is not a big deal. It's not, you know, yeah, eight years with Matt Ryan, you know, like how many, you know, he's caught like a thousand passes from Matt Ryan over that period yeah. of time. Like, it, you know, how, how hard does he really have to work to get that timing down when you've thrown a thousand? It's not like, you know, it's not like a peekaboo situation with a, when you play with a baby, when you cover your face and the baby thinks you magically disappeared. You know, it's not like every off season they completely lose that timing and lose that sort of rapport, and then they have to, you know, they need all the Stop practice reps. Yeah, yeah, it's not like that. <laughs> so I think that's a fair statement on, on your part. Um, trying to think, <laughs> I, I just want him to be there for week one. Like, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I'm, I'm, because, and another thing is realistically, how much is he going to play in the preseason? Like True. even the in the third game, would he even play a whole half? You're right. It, it does seem that, like, that what they do is they put him out there for a series. They throw him the first pass on first and ten just Report. to get him some work. And then, uh, they, you know, he just sits down, sits around and blocks or, or whatever he does. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I, – I can't put – I can't I – just, I just can't let myself put this much, like, brain power into – Julio Jones hold out. I mean, some of the some of the tweets that people are sending are just insane. Like, <laughs> like who, who tweeted that thing today? My son changed his. <laughs> his he, kept, he kept calling it a screensaver. Like, yeah. not a screensaver. It's a wallpaper. First, <laughs> you old ass man. And then, and then he like. What a weird tweet! First of all, like that's gonna make Julio Jones change his mind. Like your ten year old change his wallpaper. Oh, like, and he, he got ratioed hard on that one. Too. He did. I, I saw that. I was like, ooh. I like. <laughs> I, I saw the tweet earlier in the day, and then it sort of just went through by my feed, and I was like, man, who got ratioed on this tweet like this? And I was like, oh, that one. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because I think I think Bomani Jones got a hold of it too, and that's when it really started to blow up. Yeah, I, a lot of people, you know. I saw a lot of people comment, you know, just people, just random accounts, like, jokes <laughs> and stuff like that. So, like, stop being weird about it. <laughs> uh, it's like there are fans who have this idea that, like, part of, like, they're paying part of the salary in the cap room, like, the way that they, they treat it. It's really bizarre. Like, that's not your money. Why do you care? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I always I find it funny when, like, people say, like, I'm a fan of the Falcons. You know, I don't care about Julio Jones, and like they say that like proudly, like that's like, like who? So okay, like, what does that even mean? <laughs> congratulations, like okay, you like the team more than you like an individual player. Like that doesn't make you special. Like they don't go out and be like, oh, you, we found the the biggest Falcon fan in the world. He doesn't even care about Julio Jones's money. Here's here's a million dollars. You know, here's free season tickets or something like that. Like it's not a badge of yeah, pride. It's just a thing. He's not a fan of Julio Jones, but let's see how you, he would react if they traded him. Yeah, yeah. And, and the whole trading stuff, man, it's, it's ridiculous. It's oh, like, God. Like, I really? Mean, <laughs> it, the crazy thing is when you go on the Falcons Instagram page and you see people go, like, trade Julio for a third-round pick. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I, see, I, I think even the starting point would be two firsts. And even then, 
I don't know because there's a good chance that neither of those guys are nearly as good as Julio Jones. Like it's not even a good chance; it's a more than likely chance that neither of those guys are nearly as good as Julio Jones. I don't know, man. Like it's just ridiculous to me. The whole idea of of, of trading a player just because he's oh he's not a team first guy. It's like whatever, man. He's he's doing. <laughs> what, yeah, what? Who cares? Like, <laughs> Who cares? Like if he's a team first, you're, like, you're not in the locker room. How would you even know? <laughs> I know? I love that, man. I I love when people get so angry about a player doing something to their team. Like it's like it affects their life. Like you're just the dude on the internet tweeting about stuff. Like, yeah, and then when and then when the players on the team actually get asked, they're all like, "No, we get it. Like he'll be here when it's time," and they just kind of keep it moving. Yeah, because like you because realistically, you just can't spend that much brain power on it. It'll resolve itself when it resolves itself. Yeah, like, you know, there's only, like, 30 guys in Falcons training camp that are pretty secure in their jobs. But all 30 of those guys are focused on how do I become the best football player that I can be. And then the other 60 guys are like, I just want to make the team. Like, please make me make the team. And so, like, they're focused on making the team. And so when you're like, Hey, what do you think about Julio holding out? I don't know, dude. Like I was, I was up to three a.m. last night studying the playbook just so I can have a, sh- so I don't screw up in practice today. Like whatever, man. He let him do what he he's gonna do. And people are like, oh, this is gonna completely ruin team chemistry and and all this sort of like the hot takes are ridiculous to me. Yeah, that's all I got. Okay, there you go, man. Um, any other? Are you? Uh, I got to get your thoughts on Sark, man. What are your expectations for the offense? Uh, man, I've, I've, this is, this is like part of our most season preview stuff, but I've looked at, I'm trying to say this without divulging to too much what we're doing. Pretty much like on a numbers basis, the Falcons offense was actually like pretty good last year, uh-huh. except like when it, except you know, when it got down to the red zone, they had, they had like a, a, between the 21 and the 30 yard line, they had like an inordinate amount of interceptions and turnovers last year, which is kind of strange. And maybe something that like resolve itself on its own. And also like they had, they had the fewest drives in the NFL last year. Like they ran the eight fewest plays. So um, I think some of it will just correct itself. Uh, you know, just kind of naturally, but mm-hmm. if you just naturally regress back to the mean of running more plays and having more drives, like, that should fix some of it. But the Sark thing is, you, you just, you just like, you can look at the numbers all you want, but you just keep looking back at, like, that last drive versus Philadelphia mm-hmm. in the way, it, and the way it ended, just like, uh, I want to believe because the numbers say that I should believe, but then I go back and see, like, what actually transpired like on the field and it's just it's kind of worrisome but you know don't really have a choice but to root them on here too yeah that you kind of summed up sort of how i feel like the eyeball test is just like yeah it's i don't know man i I don't really trust them (laughs) but like when you look at the numbers you're right it's a lot of it is like they really had no business not being like a top 10 top eight offense last year right right and i mean and i and I think when it comes down to it, like the Falcons, they just have a shitload of talent on offense, and that's always going to shine through. Yeah. So, yeah, my expectations are it will bounce back, but it's just like I want to like watch a game and you know, like that Green Bay game early last year. It was like, oh yeah, this is 
this is feels like what it's supposed to feel like. And if that's like the only game until like week 10 or, or whenever it was, that, that was the last time we felt that way. And it was just like, really? Like, I mean, at least if you're going to be inconsistent, like have it be like every other week or something like that. Or, you know, like yeah. when, when Mike Vick was here, it was just like up and down each week. And it's like, it's frustrating, but I'd rather see that than them going to tank for like six weeks. Um, like it seems to be the case. Sometimes. Yeah, that that stretch it was from the uh, the second half of Miami game to the end of the New England game. That was some of the most pitiful offense like you will ever see. Yeah. Yes, it was. Um, man, I appreciate it, Charles. And uh, if uh, go ahead, plug your preview or any other things you got coming up on SB Nation and, and where people can hit you up on Twitter as well. Yeah, so I talked about you know, the project I'm working on. I'm not getting too much into it, but a lot of like some of some of like the most notable names we have in football have kind of chimed in on this uh, on this piece that I'm working on. It's going to drop like right before the season, the part of our preseason preview, and uh, we're gonna have like more individual individualized season previews uh, that have a lot of like cool numbers and stuff. And uh, yeah, like like once we once we break out the theme of it and you see it, it's it's like it, it's really really cool. Bill Connolly is is leading that, so he's he's really good at like college football numbers. He's applying some of his stuff that he does to uh, the NFL. So yeah, those are uh, the two big things I'm working on. And then obviously, like you can just find random stuff that I'm writing now on SB Nation as you know training camp and. Uh, I think I got to write something for the Hall of Fame this weekend too. So you know, just whatever comes up, what comes up now. That's my life. Are there going to be some any sweet To takes and, and how he's ruining Julio Jones? <laughs> no, I just I'm just not looking forward to seeing that picture because you know you know Julio's going to be there. He's going to be like probably in the front row, and that picture is just going to. It's going to make its way to like Mike Bell's hands and he's going to set the world away. <laughs> well, I look forward to it because right now, like I'm at a point, man. It's just like I can't fight with Falcon fans anymore. I just it's not even worth my time anymore. It's just like yeah. I'm just going to make fun of all this stuff. And if you can't have fun with this stuff, then what are you doing here? Yeah, agreed. All right. Well, Charles is four verts on Twitter, and uh, you, you're still doing setting the edge. Are you guys going to be on a regular schedule this year? Uh, probably not, but we're going to try. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, you know me and Justice. I can't yeah. promise anything. Yeah, I know. I know. I was, I, was, <laughs> I was wondering if now that you've gone all corporate, like you could, you've got it under unlocking and whatnot. So. No, I can still do that through like a little loophole, but, uh, you know, it's still me and Justice. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. Okay. I look forward to those four episodes spaced out over the course <laughs> of the next four months. Um, all right, man, I appreciate it. And I look forward to talking with you um, when we get a little bit closer to the season and, and maybe you can come back on when that a big preview and that big piece comes uh, drops and, and, and talk a little bit more uh, in depth about some of the interesting nuggets and whatnot. On yeah. It. yeah, for sure. All right, man, uh, have a good one. Wait. And, uh, you know, don't, I don't know. You're, you're doing fine with the whole, whole yeah. situation. So you, you don't need any advice from me. So, okay. All right, I appreciate it. Later. All right, guys. Always enjoy having Charles on because get straight to the point. Like the only times I I do short shows is when I have Charles on. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know about the Julio situation. I got like in the first like eight hours of it, I was just like, I don't know, man. This is going to last until the season. It's going to be a Cam Chancellor two point situation. And then it was like I started to hear some things like, okay, maybe this thing, maybe the Falcons will resolve this and you know take whatever. And then now, you know, like 24 hours later, you're hearing things that it's like, okay, there's there's maybe some strides on it getting resolved. So my hope is that it is a situation that will, you know, a week from now, it'll be all behind us. And, you know, I, I, I've been saying, yeah, I haven't really been practicing what I'm preaching. That's basically what I said. Like, say, you know, like, let's calm down. But at the same time, I'm like sitting here like thinking like, okay, how, what are all the possible scenarios and whatnot? But... We'll have fun with it, uh, at least on Twitter in the meantime, and we'll certainly talk about it on this podcast when when there is stuff to talk about. But in the meantime, we will uh, continue to, um, you know, follow the Falcons, all the players that are at training camp, all 89 of them, uh, 90, I guess, now that they added Terrence Parks. No thoughts on Terrence Parks. He had, a, I think he had a cup of coffee with the Falcons on the practice squad at the end of the 2015 season. Other than that, I don't, I don't really remember anything about him. So, um, yeah, in the meantime, guys, if you have any additional thoughts uh, on anything, Falcons or, I don't know, anything related to anything, you can ask me anything, I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> it sounds so apathetic. Um, that's, that's my new mantra, just being apathetic to everything. Uh, it's my uh, defense mechanism. Um you know what to do. You know how you can hit me up on Twitter at my Falcons, and uh, if it's podcast related, just let me know in the tweet. But if it is podcast related, it's just easier to go ahead and send it over to Locked On Falcons. That is the show's Twitter handle. Uh, of course, you can find us on Facebook at Locked On Falcons as well. Email address is Locked On Falcons at mail dot com, um, and uh, you can always leave a comment on. LockedOnFalcons.com or FalFans.com where the show is posted daily. Uh, anything else I want to say? Let's see. Um, maybe this is the last show of the week? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe the Julio Jones situation gets worked out and maybe I can do another show this weekend, you know, tomorrow or whatever. I have no idea. But uh, certainly we will be back with getting thoughts. At least on Monday we'll get some thoughts on anything that occurs over the weekend in Falcons training camp and other stuff. And um, in the meantime, you are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.